Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. He was traveling along the road to Saragossa in Spain, as travelers did many centuries ago on foot. He was going on his way there to conduct business, and as he was walking alongside of him came, he didn't realize it was an angel who took the form, the shape of a, a fellow traveler and simply said, where are you going? And the traveler said, to Saragossa. And the angel said, God willing, to Saragossa. And the businessman replied, whether God wills it or doesn't will it, I'm, I'll be there tomorrow. I'm heading to Saragossa. And the angels could sense this confident, maybe overconfident. And maybe to teach him a lesson in humility, he converted him into a toad and sent him off to the pond on the side of the road there for five years. And after the five years, he returned being a traveler and continued on his journey. And the angel now to check in and test him, see how the lesson went, came up alongside him again and said, where are you going? To Saragossa. If the Lord permits, don't you mean going to Saragossa? And he responded, don't bring the Lord into this. I know where I'm going and I'll be there. And the angel, as you might imagine, gave him a second lesson turned him into a toad, threw him into the set, sent him to the pond, where he spent the next five years. And at the end of those five years, once again transformed in, back into the traveler and continued on his way. And the angel came up alongside him again and said, where are you going? His head fell into this pond. Have you noticed that you don't hear the words God willing maybe as much as you used to? People don't just like sprinkle those words into their conversation in a normal way. Now, before you get the wrong idea, I'm not one of those people that say, you know, back in the day, everything was always better, okay? And I'm not also a person that says, you know, the way things are today are horrible and things are just, uh, because neither, neither things were perfect back then and neither things are so horrible today. I'm sure we could come, come up with a lot of rants that people don't hold the door open anymore like they used to or give up their seat on the bus like they used to. And you can't say Merry Christmas anymore because it's not um, politically correct. And they even want to take the words under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Imagine that. Well, good manners and kind of being nice and all that stuff. According to Bing Crosby, that, that might get you, you know, on Santa's list and the good on the good side. But we know that just being nice is not gonna earn us God's favor. And and even if the words Merry Christmas and under God 
were wiped off the face of the earth. You know, Jesus promises that his church will prevail and his word will remain forever. So this morning, there's no need for rants of any kind. But on this New Year's Day, that phrase, God willing, that does deserve our attention. That's worth thinking about, okay? I have to confess, it's not my idea. It comes from that second Bible reading, right? The the Apostle James, when he said that, uh, he gives us not so much a rant. In fact, it's not a rant at all, but some good advice. I'd just like to read those words again for you from uh, James chapter 4. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. And what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. New Year's Day kind of serves as a bit of a landmark. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, You've probably heard already um, media outlets, news reporters say, these are the noteworthy events from 2022. This happened, positive, negative, tragedy, people that passed away. All right, And then you've probably heard already predictions or hopes and dreams for 2023. And every year, kind of New Year's Day gives us an opportunity to pause, take a look back, and take a look forward. And as we look back, we can do this in our personal lives, in our professional life, as a congregation. You know, I think we all recognize whatever the circumstances, but as we look back, the Lord has blessed us in many ways and in different ways, okay? And as we look forward, we think about the Lord's promises to us, and as we do that, I think we, New Year's Day fills us with, it's good news for a lot of people. They have a lot of hopes and dreams and big events coming up maybe. Maybe for some, 2023 is good news because they say, well, can't be any worse than 2022. My, you know, account is here where it was, whatever it might be. Uh, And then for some, just any moment when they pause and reflect and look back or look forward, maybe they've lost a loved one and they still experience the pain of that and they can't imagine going forward. Whatever our situation, in a sense, time always goes on, right? Time is a gift of God, and it will unfold exactly how God envisions it. So we can be thankful for the times that he has given us, and we can look forward uh, in a positive way, uh, knowing that our God will be with us every second of every day, good times, and in bad times, he will bless us. He will never leave us or never forsake us. But I think whenever we look forward, we have to admit that we don't know 
what the future holds. We often have a good idea. If you've experienced life, if you no, get to know people, sometimes you can fairly well predict things that are going to happen. You can study markets, analyze trends in the business world, um, you know, get to know people, their opinions. But just when we think we've got it figured out, when we know how things are going to play out, something happens. <laughs> something unfortunate, something we weren't hoping for, something we don't agree with. It might be, you know, worldwide or nationwide. It might be something in our lives. Um, when we travel, not to Saragossa on foot, but when we travel in our cars, and we have, it's wonderful to have a GPS because the GPS can give you a warning. You know, up here, there's an accident. Take an alternate route, okay? But God doesn't do that. Even for those of us who trust in him and believe in him and live for him, we simply don't know what God has in store for us. I just want to ask a question. Does that ever bother you? I mean, in one sense, we are, um, we long for and we work hard for security and assurances, peace of mind, having a nest egg, having a home. You know, all of these things are good things, whether it's in health or financial, professional, whatever. It almost could seem like God holds out on us. He doesn't tell us the whole story. He just simply asks us, and that's why if I understand John and being a little personal when I ask, does that bother you? And I could sense the no from your, your head. God simply asks us to trust him. And we can trust him. And, and then as we trust him, we can plan and we can work and we can be diligent and be faithful with the gifts that God has given to us. James isn't condemning any of those things, traveling, doing business, planning. But he just says, wrap them all up with the word, God willing. And we know James. what James is getting at is not just verbalizing the words, that if we say that enough, that somehow that's going to change our luck. No. If those words, God willing, come out of our mouths, what James is getting at is it's not some magical incantation that's going to change our luck, but it's rather an attitude of a heart that's been changed by God's grace to us. Uh, and then, so it's not about just reciting the words, but living in confidence and in trust. And I guess I'd like to suggest just two maybe words of advice or warning from James in this lesson here. It's really two different warnings. First, we might say, avoid a false confidence that comes from too much me. Okay? 
if those words, God willing, you know, if they are becoming less and less common all the time, well, maybe the reason or part of the reason is kind of that, thinking back to that traveler to Saragossa, that self-reliance, almost arrogant self-reliance of that traveler who had his own goals and objectives in mind and nothing was going to get in his way or deter him. When we work hard, when we do a good job, when we accomplish things, when things are going well, we can be tempted to give ourselves the credit. And let's just recognize that too much me can happen to all of us because that's the essence of our sinful nature. Too much me. Okay? Let's listen to James and say, and hear him say, there is no room for boasting. All such boasting is evil. Kind of reminds us of that gospel reading, right? That rich man who had great harvests and accomplished a lot and stored up, and he, so much so that he had to build new, again, is Jesus condemning farming or business or success? No. But he's just giving this, the reminder that James does here. There's no room for boasting. God said to that man, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. And so as we leave 2022 behind and as we move forward into 2023, Let's just remember the, the warning that James gives us here, right? Not trusting in ourselves, in our possessions, in our ability. Let's trust in who deserves our trust, in the Lord. Let's avoid too much me, okay? But then thinking back to that traveler to Saragossa, um, eventually, after landing in the pond one, two, three times, what did he do? He kind of gave up, didn't he? I'm headed to the pond. James says, let's avoid too much me, but he doesn't want us just to give up. So maybe here's the second word of advice. Let's avoid too much me, but let's also avoid a mistake, mistaken indifference that we might summarize by saying, too little Lord. Okay? Again, if, the, if that phrase, God willing, is becoming less and less common, well, maybe the reason or part of the reason is, as James, I think, thinking back of the book of Ecclesiastes, he's saying life is like a mist, right? And life apart from God is meaningless. And that's what the writer to the Ecclesiastes was talking about. Let's recognize that not enough Lord can happen to everyone, okay? When we leave God out of our plans, um, that saddens him. When we go about making and carrying out our plans without him, that angers him. And in addition, it kind of hurts ourselves because we're separating ourselves or driving ourselves away from the Lord. So let's make sure that we avoid the not enough Lord in this coming year. Yes, we don't know what's going to happen, but we do know that we will mess up. Too much me 
and not enough Lord? That summarizes my year 2022 and all of ours, according to our sinful nature, okay? We do mess up. We do know that he forgives us, though. And there's nothing we can do to eliminate his forgiveness. We can't do anything that will make him stop loving us. We do know what he did for us at Christmas that we just celebrated. And not just at Christmas, but on Good Friday and on Easter Sunday. We know how he has canceled the debt of our sin and given us the hope of eternal life. Not just by saying it, but by doing it. By taking and suffering and paying for the price of our sins and rising to give us that sure hope. And then, yes, he has told us through his word in clear and beautiful words that we are forgiven, called to faith through the gospel to give us strength for this life and also the hope of eternal life. So when we avoid too much me and, and go with plenty of Jesus, there won't be any room for indifference or giving up in our lives, right? Then we will carry about our own business and we'll carry on the Lord's business together as a congregation, confident of his blessing. And it reminds us of the words uh, that Jesus told his disciples. You know, now is the time to work while it is day. The night is coming when there will no longer be uh, able to work. So we don't know what this coming year will bring us. We don't know all the details, but we focus on what we do know. Our good and gracious God, his promises of forgiveness, his message of reconciliation, and the work that he has given us. Planning is a good thing, whether it's a family budget, whether it's a church budget, whether it's our work plans, whether it's a plan for our personal lives, Planning without God is foolish. Planning under God, though, is wise. And so this morning, as we, having said goodbye to 2022, and as we enter in and look forward to 2023, let's plan for a year of discipleship, a year of growing in his word, a year of witnessing God's love to those around us. God willing. Let's do it God willing. We don't know exactly how that will all unfold, but God does. And isn't that enough for us? You can say now, amen. The peace of God that goes beyond all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.